Welcome to another edition of Fab Four Free For All. I'm Tony Chiguano, and this is part two of our show about George Harrison's solo album, Cloud Nine. Thanks for tuning in, and stick around as we join the guys midway through the song list. Welcome back to the Fab Four Free For All, as today we talk about the album Cloud Nine. I'm your moderator for today's show, Rob Leonard. And again, joining me is Tony Treguardo. Howdy. And Mitch Axelrod. Duty. And we've done side one of George Harrison's 1987 album called Cloud Nine. His last solo album. Studio. Studio solo album. Released during his done, lifetime. Released during his lifetime. You know, Brainwash came out a year after. Obviously, he left notes for Danny and Jefflin how to finish it, but finished after or, and released after. Let's get to side two of the album, Cloud Nine. It leads off with a very pointed song from George, something he saw on a church billboard. And there's actually in, in Wantor a church that does something similar Wantor, to this. Wantor, Long Island. Wantor, Long yeah. Island, where we're based out of. Down on Wantor Avenue. They put up, little, once a week, they change the thing. Yeah, change the things. And yeah. the they line that George saw, and they used it a couple of years ago, gossip, it's the devil's radio. Wow. And that got, George saw that and said, that's a song. It is. And I love this. I think this is just one of the most fun tracks on the album. I think it's definitely George. It's, it's the George humor. It's a little more straightforward than I thought some of the humor on Brainwash was even more clever and more biting and more. Well, this was definitely toward the press. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. In a, such a rock way that you didn't care. You didn't no. notice you, it. You, you didn't notice it. And even all the little, like, those are brilliant. But you it have to like read. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sounds like the radio because he's going. Tuning the radio. Tuning, but you need to listen because it says, hey, you won't believe what I heard. You know, it's all gossip stuff. Like, right. And he said, like, Entertainment Tonight, like, all, all the shows. And, and he, he mentioned a lot of shows. That he did press with. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like shows like yours that I'm talking about. Very biting, but such a great song. But I will say again, I don't mean to keep bringing up the Beatles in this episode, but I can't help it. When he sings, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's very Beatles to me. That's right. I never even thought of the, oh yeah. That's yeah, very, that's very Beatles to me. You know, yeah, I didn't think of that either. Wow. And I'm, you're thinking of what? Either, oh, yeah. thank, thank you, girl. girl. Well, yeah. well, well, no, actually. Um, Imagine I'm in yeah. love with you. I'll get you. I'll, I'll get, get you. you. Thank wow, you. Well, both I mean, just both, very yeah. Beatley. Yeah. I mean, he never did that in no. any of other stuff, like no. where he went, you know, purposely, oh, yeah, you know, and this one, he's doing it. It's like, hmm, it works. Interesting. It works. But, and I do have to say, I do really love the live version of this. I think he did a brilliant job. And yeah. Yeah. And, and this is the one song where I could see it without the production. I could see a band now covering this song. Because the point well, still is fits. still realistic. Very valid. It's Even very more so valid. today. Much Absolutely. more today. Now we have the internet. The, and, 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 and bad today. reporters who just oh, yeah. take stuff off the internet. Right. You know? Well, right. I mean, I'll never forget the part in Living in the Material World where, where George walks up to his own house and the guy's waiting out there and, he's, and George says, no, I'm not dead yet. He goes, I know that's what you want to hear and, and I'm not dying so quickly. I mean, that was at the point where he was, but, right. yeah. but he had to actually say, look, if you want to write crap... You know, I'll give you crap to write, but he said, I'd rather you tell the truth. So r- up until his death. But imagine now, I mean, I know 2001. I, actually now is the gossip on the internet is what keeps the internet alive. 
Well, reality shows is all gossip, really. I mean, think about it. I call reality shows stage reality. Right, but but again, that's all part of the the whole genre of the gossip, reality, all that stuff. Like we're supposed to care what Bethany Well, exactly, but that's what the world wants you to care about or the press wants you to care about because that's what sells and that's what he's talking about. You know, it's all of that. And this song is so brilliant. I love that. I really do. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, I think it, it's and one of those songs that too. sort of predicted what was going to happen. But even you the know? build up of the song, that ding, 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 and then the keyboard comes in, and then he hits you right away with the gossip, and right. and then he sings. And it's him at his wittiest. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. But being witty, but serious. I mean, you know, he's serious about this garbage. Oh, that totally. Out, yeah, but he's totally. singing it in a way where you don't want to say, "Stop preaching, George." He does it with wit. He does it with wit. And, and that's what he's always done. And, and his vocal again. His vocal's really strong on this track also. He doesn't let up vocally. on although Now, this is Clapton, too, on yes. guitar with him, yeah. though. Yeah. And you yeah. can tell. Yes, definitely. It's very, it's very Clapton lead. Yeah, a little, again, a little. Too much. Too much, a little dated. But I don't know if it's a lead. Dated, but, I don't know. No, but yeah, that, 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 well, I guess, that Clapton sound. That kinda, Even the lead, though. Think about the lead. It's all Clapton. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yes. so typical of that era. Yeah. But at, at the same here. time, it's, you mentioned the lyrics. You know, this could have been very preachy, but there's a great amount of wit, which sort of deflected the whole. Yeah. It's interesting if this was done like in the 70s, where some of his stuff was considered more preachy than. Oh, he you know, probably would have. It, 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 it might have been, would have been more across, scathing. I th- yeah. It probably right. would have been nasty. Sort of like too. a Sumi Suyu especially blues. At, yes. Yeah, especially after the tour of 74 and yeah. his voice and, yeah. and stuff like that. But he was having fun in this show in this oh. song because he, it was. He was being really nasty to the press. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, in the I'm going to do all your press, been, but right, oh, by the way, right. there's a song called Devil's Radio where I hate yeah, you. Yeah. But I do it fun, so don't worry. Well, in the 70s, it would be, you know, gossip, right. drop dead. Exactly. Yeah, now it's just gossip, gossip. That's true. That's true. Well, he said he was now over 40. The last album he did was Gontrapo, 82. He was 39. Yeah, it changed. He wasn't 40 yet. No. And then now he became one of those older rockers. Right. And he said it at the time in the interviews. He said, you know, Elton said he's going to have a band for people over 40, and he said, I, I heard I'm in it. So you know, he said, <laughs> Oh, that would have been great. You know? oh, man. Well, yes, yeah. it was called the Traveling Wilburys. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, Elton in that. Right. Funny but, enough, Elton plays on this album, but he yes. doesn't sing because he was going through vocal, yeah. after vocal surgery, yeah. he was recovering. Yeah. Right. So he, he really couldn't lend his voice, but that would have been interesting to hear him in the background. And it's yeah. interesting because usually when you have a guest like Elton John, usually you return the favor. You know, usually that's the way it works. Like, look, we were speaking about Clapton. Clapton has a new album coming out as we speak, and Paul uh, is on and playing bass and providing background vocals nice. for the song. Okay. So usually you Quick show up on one, ball. and then you, you yeah. show it back. But yeah. you know, with Elton, it never happened. Interesting. So. Now, he's on this one. I'm not so sure Elton's on a lot of the others, though. I know he's on Devil's Radio. Right, yes. right. Uh, but I'm not so sure he's on the rest of the album. And also, this song was released as a promo, again, copy to radio stations. How as funny a, is that? As a, as a so single. ironic. Yeah. You're going to yeah. put it out as a promo only for radio stations, right. and you're killing radio stations. Right. You're talking about that. So it's, it's Here, kind of... Satan. Have one of your own. Yeah. And they played it. Yeah, I, they did. I remember hearing this yeah. on the radio. Like, Here's the new George Harrison. Yep. And you could tell people didn't know what the hell they were, what he was no. singing about, because they were like, doesn't that song rock? 
Yes. Did it you does. get it? <laughs> did you listen to the lyrics <laughs> one time? No, we were out changing. We were spinning the next we record. We were out reading the Inquirer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Very good. The next track after uh, Devil's Radio on side two is a track called Someplace Else. To me, the most George Harrison solo song of this album. What I mean is it starts off right away with that slide. I know it was recorded earlier for Shanghai Surprise and then redone. Right. But very, very George Harrison, typical George Harrison. It's a ballad. It starts off with right away that slide. So it sort of doesn't fit into this. It's almost like he liked the song, but it, it doesn't fit it with the album the way the rest of the album so far sort of fits no, in. No, I, I know what Which he Which I understand why he would do that. Yeah, I, and you I know. know it's a good he, song. He, yeah, and he wanted to put it in here, I think also... To pace it again, now you got a, another slow song after a, a scathing you know, rock song. Right. Give it a little pacing, but I'm not so sure this one fits as well as it could have, or if it fits at all. I have to say, honestly, I agree with both of you guys. I like the song a lot. Yeah. I find myself I... skipping to it, but in the scheme of the album, right, as a, as it I'm in fit. the same place. I feel as though... As much as I enjoy it as a, a Harrison track, I feel it deters, it actually takes away from the album. This could have been I, I on actually, Extra Texture. Yeah. No, it's, I it mean, it's kind of It could have been a really dirty. strong track on Extra Texture. It would have been the best track on yeah, Extra Texture. Yeah, but I think, I think. Except you. I have to be. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. I have to be honest. It's my driving rain. It's I like, know. It's like my kryptonite. I know. I do think that we talk about the pacing of the album. I think side one is a perfect album side. Okay. If you're looking at it, the record, but we're in the CD era at this point right. pretty heavily when this first came out. The yes, CD era. Is, I yeah, did buy this, the album, but I also had right. the CD. It's, it's know, on the cusp, but you know the Beatle catalog had already come out. Well, at least the, know, the, the first, well, the first group. Yeah, the first grouping. Yeah. So the CD era was kicking in, and you had that mentality that a lot of producers were putting in that in the CD era you lead with your strong material and you fade out as the album comes to an end. Hmm. Yeah, you put your weaker material later. And it's not to say that the songs themselves are weaker, but I don't think they he do was thinking throw in terms off of the, CD. I think he was thinking of the LP. No, I think so. he's thinking of the LP. So side, the way when we was Fab Ends, side well, one. Yeah, but let's put it this way. Side two and side one of the vinyl have very different feels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very different feels. Right. Put them together on a CD, and you have such a change up going through that it can be jarring. It can throw you off. So for me, tracks eight, nine, and ten, and we'll get the other two, throw me off a little. I lose the album a little bit here well, as an album. I like the songs very much still, but the album but throws me a little. It's rock, ballad, rock, ballad, rock. On it is, and maybe that's why I But also the two ballads are kind of slow dirgy ballads. Yes. Not like Just For Today, even right. though Just For Today is kind of slow, yeah, and, but, just but for it, today it fits has in the a... mood of everything going on in the first one. I'm not so sure the other two well, do. Well, Just For Today also has a real personalness to it, personal quality to it that's so strong that you feel, George, Breath Away From Heaven sounds like a work for hire. We'll get to that yeah. song, but someplace else I, I like very much. because they yeah, both were. Well, they, they were. Really they were right. high surprise. That's what I mean. Someplace he else is a little bit of a work for it. hire. Hmm. And there's a feel to that there. It's not... Yeah, it, it, the it, rest of the album has a personalness. Well, I also think that everything else was written and these two were selected from prior. So yeah. that's why I think 
maybe they don't fit because they were written at that time. I would have been happier to have seen him go back to songs that were left over from somewhere in England. Like Leia's Head. Like Lay His Head or something like that. Well, Leia's Head. Or it takes. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah put yeah, that. Yeah. You know, it was only From on the Porky's Revenge. Revenge. That's a good point. Yeah. And also, we may want to add that at this time, dear friends, still unreleased as of 2013, sitting around George's attic, was a second Dylan cover. Was George covering Abandoned Love or right. St. John the Evangelist? Same song, different right. titles. So you had another complete full song in the can. That's very beautiful. And also, a Dylan all, cover. of all of George's albums, this is a one, except for, I got mine set on you, that doesn't have a cover that seems like a personal thing. Like, got my mind set on you seems like you know, it was the perfect pop song for George. Right, but it you was know, almost kind of like, and then we thought of this song in the studio, yeah. and it was kind of like, hey, remember this one? Oh, that'd be right. fun to do. Yeah, but nothing <laughs> like right. Baltimore Oriole or right. True Love You're or any of the right. Dylan stuff he's covered over the years, you know. Right. So it's kind of interesting how, you know, he's always had a cover on his record, which is very it, interesting for a guy like George Harrison. Right, right. And as you it. said, a personal one. But I, yeah. will, I will say, though, that we didn't talk about Got My Mind yet, but... No, we're not up to that yet. I know, I know. But that single did have the B-side of Leia's head. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. But they could have right. put that on the album right, right. and just given us a B-side from the album. And they could have right. given us someplace else as the B-side of... Well, whatever. Yeah. Of something else. Yeah, that would. I think it would probably, if you making a jigsaw puzzle, probably would have been a nice. I think know. I'm going to do that when I get home. I'm going to redo Cloud Nine. I'm going to put, yeah, lay like, his head in there. Really some no place. But it's also part of the you know the verge of the CD or taken off completely and LPs disappearing. You know, eighty seven, right. eighty eight were the last really two years of LPs. But the mentality is still an LP, which you know for us we like that. So, okay, next next song. The next song is Wreck of the Hesperus. I always thought this was about either his leaving the music business for a while and or the Beatles. Got out of the line of fire. But then when you think that it's all about that kind of stuff, then he scathes the press again in the middle of the song. Well, yeah. Once again, he kills the press. But I think that's it. I, I think it's... I understand, but it's like, wait, rock, killing the press. Ballad, rock, <laughs> killing the press. <laughs> it's like, look, I didn't bother you on side one, but side two, get ready. <laughs> Because I'm going to kill y'all. <laughs> the guns out. Yeah, gun, yeah, exactly. Guns blazing. blazing. I mean, musically, obviously, yeah. people don't get yeah. nuts with the guns and everything. But musically, he just went off. And it works great. This, it's a great And Elton's on the uh, track. track. Is he? Yeah, he is. He must and have Ringo, appreciated too. the... And if you think about it, too, there's Elton on both of the tracks that have to do with killing the press, too. That's true. It's, and you know... Think about you know, he He oh got my. married. Yeah. You know, yeah. And th- some people say maybe he married the wrong... Person, <laughs> more gender. You can say it. Yeah, you can say it. Well, now he's happily married. He's happily yeah. married. Whatever. Yeah, with two kids. With two wow. kids. So wow. at that time, you know, Elton hurt. was in his own little funk, and Clapton was too. Clapton got a lot of bad press in the eighties. If you look back, yeah. But at this point, though, no. um, he was much better. He was much much better. Yes. He's eighty-seven. He was much more together at this point and sober and you know clean. He was. And yeah. 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 But record that has to be you know a good, really good song. Yeah. But it does again. Had someplace else not been there and Wreck of the Hespers been the track following Devil's Radio, I might have been hanging in more with the album, but someplace else pulls me out of the album. I get very distracted. I like And I'm not back in yet to Wreck of the Hespers. See, I am. Because of the slowness of someplace else, I look forward when you hear that opening kick of the drums to Wreck of the Hespers. 
The only thing I don't like about this song is a little too heavy on the uh, horns. Yes. Horn heavy. Yes. Uh, that dates yeah. it a little. Yeah. But Well, because, again, because of the sound of the horns. Not understood. that there's sound. No, no, I understand, there. but it, it's almost too much. To me, if out of every song on the album, this one is the most produced. Well, it's that. I'm not saying overproduced. It's that. The most of, produced. I, don't, I won't say corny, but it's that horn arrangement that. They did in Live in 91. Yeah. Well, a little. McCartney's t- used that kind of horn arrangement oh, yeah, from I'm time sorry, to time. Not, not the 91. We have talked about McCartney using that one. Yeah. Yeah. The, You're the, right. The corny horn arrangements. The corny, the corny horny. Corny horn. The next track after Wreck of the Hesperus is a song that was also in Shanghai Surprise. Um, the song is called Breath Away from Heaven, which I happen to like a lot. It's a good song. It has a nice feel. Uh, again, it's a song for hire is the term we use for Shanghai Surprise, but it fits in Shanghai Surprise, and it sort of fits at the end of this record. You wouldn't put it at the beginning of the record, but it fits sort of at the end. No, you wouldn't put it at the beginning no, of the record. No. But sometimes, you know, songs... I got to get you into my life fits better at the end of Revolver than anywhere else. You know? This is, though, one of those songs that, to me, it's almost like a snail's pace. Because, like, ding, 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 ding. And yeah. then you, boom, cha, boom, cha. And you're like, oh, just get on with it already. I like the song. The song yeah. is good. But it takes forever to get to the end. Well... I think George had so many cool potential things that he could have done with something that gives us like an Eastern feel. You know, George's ability to work within the Eastern motif was friggin' amazing. I mean, what what the man could do with it. Exactly. He could have taken, you know, down, 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 down. And you could have done your ding, 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 ding. Right. But, you know, quicker. Raise the tempo a little. I think he... For whatever reason, especially since they were re-records or reworkings of the versions from Shanghai Surprise, you know why not step it up a little? It's you not. Know, you're not far pacing from it for the what movie. It was. Like, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's real, and, so, that's why and neither I'm is someplace else. Right. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying you could have stepped it up. You could have done anything with it, and I think it was a mistake to leave it this slow. I because agree. For the movie, it works because when you see it in the movie, it's in a scene. Right. Right. Fine. You right. can have that boom. And, and say, okay, I don't care because I'm watching the movie. And whatever's in the background is cool, but when it's solo, when it's isolated like this, it drags. I think George wanted to do a lot of Indian songs. I think he wanted to do an, an, I agree. A, an Asian song. I totally agree. It has that definite feel. But I think he could have done, you know, done so quicker. much. Like he, he had such a feel for the Indian vibe right. that to work with an Asian vibe or something that was more that kind of feel... George's potential for working with different elements. You know, George was a, an early advocate of, quote, world music in a right. way, you know, but I think George could have done more than he let himself. I think it was just sort of, you know, I've got these tracks laying around from Shanghai, you yeah. know, and, and I don't think it was laziness, but hey, you know, I've, we've got nine tracks done for this or eight tracks and Got My Mind Set on You, which was right. a jam that we turned into a, well, we'll bring these two in from the the movie soundtrack. Well, why not? You know, they're paid for. Yeah, um, you're right. <laughs> True. Yeah. It is interesting, though. He actually went and re-recorded them, even though he he owned Handmade Films or co-owned it. Well, actually, he owned it. Really. That is true. Yeah. We should also say that going back to someplace else for one quick second. If you go on YouTube, you could actually see him recording it. There is a video of him recording it. Really? Oh yeah, it's really cool. Hmm. And I think it's interspersed with some. Scenes from that movie, but you should look it up. It's kind of cool. I always thought it's kind of odd that 
You know, Madonna, here's the biggest star in the world at the time in this really kind of bad movie with her no, husband. No, it was horrible. And how did George and Madonna not record some sort of song together? Well, he wasn't because living he, in the material world anymore. But oh, bad, yeah. wow, that was really That was good. really, really funny. Wow. Let me write that down. Wasn't living <laughs> was in a, the material that world. That was really good. I she like that, that song. She living in the material, because she was a material, material girl. Material girl. That's right. right. I am yeah, living wow. in the material uh, world, because I am a well, material I wonder girl. if she actually wow. knew the reference <laughs> when she wrote Probably it. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Who's well, you know why, Harrison? You know why they didn't record together? Because at that time, Madonna was a bitchy little pain in the ass. But they were both on Warner. They're yeah, both on they're Warner. Both on but Warner. Y- did I mean, you, Sire, I think, was Warner, right? They gave yeah, him yeah. so much agita. He probably didn't want to see that. He couldn't wait for the door to hit them in the ass well, on the way out. In interviews, he actually talks <laughs> about handmade films. And he says in one interview, but, and we won't talk about Shanghai Sprout. Because right. he, uh, he hated the experience. Well, if you read the second Keith Badman book, The Dream is Over, there are whole passages of the uh, Press conferences right. during right. Shanghai Surprise, and, he hates and they're it. obviously he hates the experience. You know, he hates the experience. And he lets people know. Yeah, so no, there's no know. way they would <laughs> well, record it. But it would have been interesting. It would have been nice, like to hear. Well, this might sell the movie, George. If it was someone else, they might have said yes. But George was like, "Well, this ain't going to sell the movie. This movie sucks." Well, you know? but see, that would have ruined my life at the time because I was living in a no Madonna zone. Yeah, I had you absolutely. See? I was not allowed to own anything that she was on. <laughs> and there, anyway. So, "Breath Away from Heaven" from Shanghai Surprise, no George. I, though I did expect them to do a song together. I really did. And then the last song, the last song on the album. Edward Bear. Uh, no, that's uh, that's another song. That's, that's another last song. It's got my mind set on you. Uh, lots of things to talk about this song. First of all. The last Beatle to have a number one solo. Or it was last solo, solo Beatle number one. Yes, it was. As of 2013. I have a feeling that's the best. Don't say I've that. got a feeling that that's... Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. I said it twice just to make sure you Everybody's guys got Everybody's got that. a hard year with that one. <laughs> no. And a wet dream. But you know what? This brings up Al Yankovic. If you remember, he did a parody of this. George loved it. And I think it's called, this song only has five words or six words. This song only has six words or something like that. Okay. And it was beautiful. It was so brilliant because really, other than the tune itself, this shouldn't have been a hit. And it was. This never should have been a hit. First of all, it's an unknown song. A guy named Rudy Clark. Yeah. It's an unknown song, but it's catchy. jingly, jangly. Oh, it's so And, and it's guess what? Catchy as hell. And what sold it? The video. the video. Thank you. Oh, my God, And he God, did yeah. two videos, one in the UK with the- in the One arcade, funny and one even funnier. With the cute little girl, and you know, right. how you doing? And then the one- in Yeah, in the room. The where, room. Where he stands up and dances. And they edited that. I mean, it wasn't George dancing? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't mean that, but if you watch the video, there is a part where after he dances, he comes back in the chair- Yes. And then collapses and goes like, ah. Someone brilliant, I guess, and I say that sarcastically- decided, oh my goodness, we can't show George as being old and winded. So they cut it out. And after subsequent airings on MTV, you don't see that part. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, know so, so if you have a promo video copy, which I think I have somewhere, you see that part oh, where okay. he leans back in the chair. He's like he's tired after dancing. Right. They that makes that sense. You know? <laughs> he, he really danced a lot in all his stand and whatever. But it was such a bad stand. And that oh, was, I know that. That was the oh, funny yeah. part of it. It's and I totally think George intentional. Was, it's totally intentional. But yeah, it's such a bad, bad stand. Yeah. It was almost like having a woman stand in yeah. there. No, it reminded me of Star Trek when Kirk fights Khan. Well, yeah. In the, in the TV series. And all of a sudden you see this skinny guy fighting and all of a sudden it's 
Oh, Fat Kirk, and then yeah. it's back to the skinny. <laughs> so, I mean, it, but it's such a brilliant video, and it was on MTV everywhere. I remember that night when they said, world premiere video, George Harrison, and it played forever, ever. And I believe right. it beat out Whitney Houston So Emotional for number one, and then she beat him out again. Right. And I believe that was So Emotional might have been, because I remember watching the charts, but I remember that. I was waiting for him to hit number one, and finally he did. I think it might have been the first week of January of 88, but I could be wrong on that. It was a huge hit. I mean, just- It was, yeah, and uh, it was- but It was it everywhere. But it sounded friggin' great it on did. the radio. It did. And on the radio, it, when those that, drums- that, boom, 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 It was like, okay. Now, yeah. I remember my brother came to me and said, and he wasn't a Beatle fan at all. And he's like, oh, I love that George Harrison song. Well, that's what like, it is. What? I mean, really? wasn't that around the time of Kokomo, too, or something? Wasn't that around mm. Beach Boys? Well, I, I'm not sure which, you know. Was that Either any... way, it, it was around that time when, like, there were a lot of those kind of, like, feel-goody kind of tunes. Yeah, but you want to know something now when this comes on? I skip it. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't skip it. I think the song is still holds up very well. I think, I think it's, it's fun. Except for the, you know, the... You wish it was real drums instead of Keltner's. Well, they, yeah, you know, the sin drums really you know, that's, bothered the that's, Jesus. That's a little noticeable on this. It is an odd album closer in hindsight. No, I, no, you want to know something? I disagree with that. If anything, well, I'm glad they did that because at least you leave at that time since it was number one. You leave right. on a happy you note. You leave on a happy note. Yeah, I, and I agree with you, but what I'm saying is that- And you picture the video where the squirrel yeah. is singing and- <laughs> but, <laughs> but the pipe now, playing the that's pipe. That's right, I forgot about the squirrel. playing the pipe. Yes, yes. He, I mean, he has I a saxophone. And, it's brilliant, but yeah. I, but I think now I'm saying like going back and not now that like you said the song is not a favorite now. No, you know, I, 20 I agree. Twenty something years back later, then it was great. So it is a little weird that it's the album closer because, like you said, you feel like you want to skip it sometimes, and you're like, I can't skip it. It's the album closer. Well, you know what? There's also, nowhere to go except on the new released right. disc to Shanghai Surprise, the outtake. But know? here's the thing, though: you don't want to really skip it, but. It is such a good song for a feel-good closer. Yes. I think it's only been ingrained in our brain. Again, just, you know, that's why it became the hit, because it was almost like hypnotic to people. You, know, you just keep hearing those drum beats. And, and but it's also very upbeat. Yes. Yeah. You know? It but, was a very cool song. To hear. But, very, but as a right. Beatle fan, it's not one of my favorites. Right. But I understand why it went number oh. one, but it shouldn't have. Oh, I, well. I'm not saying it shouldn't have, but it was just. This Is Love would have been a better, if I had to pick a number one song. One number one song with this right, I would have picked this yeah, as love. You're right, just because I like the well, song. I would so have much. liked Cloud Nine to go to number one because right. it's that's pure George and and right. grittier. Right. Yes, you know, I agree with that. Okay. Uh, but the two videos were brilliant because one of them was clearly made for the UK market. Yes. And that wasn't even shown here. You, I think we saw it once, maybe on the old Friday night videos. I think they showed it once as an alternative video to the one made for America. Right. But there were definitely two different videos because. The UK wouldn't have stood for that, you know. I think actually, I think they should have put that out in the UK because that's typical, like Monty Python humor. Right. And uh, I'm sure it was shown, but it wasn't made for that market. But two different videos, you know, twice. And there was also an extended version of this song, first time George had allowed that. Yep. Also for the European market, you know. Yeah. So I mean, he did everything he could. Not he could, but he did everything they wanted him to do to make it a hit. And it became but it was also a, a good album to promote, too. You know? Oh, no, no, no. The album you know? itself, forget I'm, I'm, it. I know it was, but I'm talking about that song. Right. To, be, to become number one. He did whatever they needed him to do to make it number one. And it was, you know, a good on you. The album went to number eight. It was yep. on the charts for 22 weeks. Went came platinum. Out the, went platinum. What came out at the end of uh, November 
1987. And the two singles here in America were Got My Mind Set On You, which went to number one for one week. In, was it January of 88? It doesn't say on the book here, but it says it carried over into 88. It was on the chart for 22 weeks, which was a long time. Yes. Which is actually the longest chart in song he's ever had. Wow. And then uh, When We Was Fab came out in uh, February of 88 and went to number 23 and was on the charts. This Is Love did go top 100. Well, not according to the top 100 book that I have in front of me. Oh, I remember Joel doing- And also we mentioned Lay His Head as the B-side of Got My Mind Set On You. And When We Was Fab had Zigzag, yeah, which was an instrumental. Now a bonus track on the CD. Now a bonus now track, a bonus track on, on, the on the CD. 2004 reissue. So after that. We get, as Tony said, Shanghai Surprise and Zigzag. Right. Title song from the movie. B-side. Right. And also both were the ones they started with Jeff Lynne. He started right. with Jeff Lynne in order to make music. But yeah. I'm glad they put them on here. I highly recommend this uh, yes. in terms of and the of course, uh, quality of the remaster. The, the song Handle With Care was done for a European B-side for This Is Love. That set off the Wilburys and he couldn't ask for anything more. We mentioned that earlier, but it's at the end of the show. I thought oh, I yeah. So are we going to rate this album? Yeah. Why don't you start? I give it a nine. A nine? Yeah. For Cloud Nine. Nine. <laughs> really? What? You give it a nine? Okay. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think of that when I said that. <laughs> no, it's well, all right. Think, yeah, yeah. I give it a nine. Okay. Tony, what do you do? I give it an eight and a half. You win the eight and a half. You got to yeah. have a point somewhere. 85. No, no. An yeah. 8.5. Eight and a half. What takes away? The, the two slow songs? The two slow songs, honestly. And they... They detract enough that as a CD, side one is a 10, absolutely. Side two, and it's not to say that I don't like the tracks individually. Breath Away From Heaven, not one of my favorites. But I do like the tracks individually. But when you put them as the whole album together, detracts from the full effect, the impact of a perfect 10 album. See, I disagree with that. And you're allowed to I mean all right. the the thing is as an album I, a full complete album whether it's CD or album I give it a 9 I understand as if you're doing a one side two side it's an 8.5 I only say 9 because now you're not flipping it so the two slow songs which I like a lot right even though I think they don't fit still when you're flipping over the album well side 2 has both of them so it takes away from that side. But when you listen to the CD, it's more complete. Well, see, so, it's funny. I'm the other way. Right. In other words, if I was listening to it as an album, the vinyl album, I probably yeah. would have given it a nine because that's my fine. head would have gone to the idea that I, I tended to listen to side one more frequently. And that's fine. I just like, in a CD version, I don't mind. I think it's more of a complete yeah. album, whereas side two, because of the two slow songs, Kind of slows down the flow. pace of the album a so little bit. I, I'm going to give it nine as a, as a CD, probably an eight and a half as an album an LP. Okay. But interesting. But a nine. And, and it is also you know he did a lot of press. He even did Rockline with yeah, he uh, did. Jeff Lynne, which he uh, might have inebriated maybe, maybe maybe a little bit allegedly. But he was in fun mode. There's oh, nothing did. alleged about hanging around with a friend and drinking a couple of bottles of wine. I understand. You know what I mean? He wasn't. It's not like he was hanging out and shooting up. I mean, they no, were. I know. I they, know. They seem like they're pretty lit. They were. Yeah, they, they were they having did, fun. They but they did perform. Stuff. They did perform some stuff. Yep. So, you know, that was um, one of the highlights to me of the the you whole. Bet. You because he was just. We've seen drunk interviews, but he was having fun on it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah he was a happy drunk. Yeah. 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 He wasn't angry like you stupid no. fans. Stop yeah. asking me these stupid questions. No, it was fun. No, it was so, fun. So, all right. 
So you want to wrap up the show with Columbo or you have something else? I have nothing else to add to the film. Get out. I, Seriously? I added it already. Oh, you did? Wow, yeah. and let him do just one more thing, ma'am. No, I, I, I'm sneaking them in now earlier. So. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and that just about does it for our look at the album Cloud Nine by George Harrison. Extended look. The extended look. We got it. It's this a, was the 12-inch version. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play it now backwards. And anyway, thank you for listening. If you have any comments about this show or anything. Uh, we don't want to hear it. We love to hear it. You can no. go to our uh, Facebook page. We each have individual ones. We also have one for the Fab Four free-for-all. You can go to our comments page at our website, Fab Four freeforall.com and find us. We we'll, accept all criticism. We prefer more intelligent criticism if it's going to be bad, though. <laughs> so anything else I'm forgetting here? No. That just, just about does goodbye. it. My name is Rob Leonard. Thank you for listening. I'm today's moderator, joined by Tony Trigordo. See you, folks. And Mitch Axelrod. Take care. Bye-bye. Welcome to what we here at Fab Four Free For All call the lightning round. I can't do the business anymore. Why not? That's a form of buzz. I used That's to be buzzed. Form. I, don't I know, used anymore. to be buzzed. You're not buzzed anymore. No, I'm dead anyway. Oh, All right. well, I have to pay myself, I think. There you go. Royalties. Royalties. I claim them. We, you've been clamoring for them. We've been clamoring yeah, to give asked. one to you. Ooh. You asked. Wow. We're giving one to them. We that. provide. How you doing? How you doing? All right. So, I have a question that I'm going to propose to. You're going to propose to me? My, yeah. To my, t- my oh. two co-hosts. Mr. Where? Rob Leonard and Mr. Mitch Axelrod. What? Hello. And, and you're Tony Triguardo. We I'm Tony Triguardo. You didn't Trigorado. introduce yourself on this one. Well, we, they know from I don't the show. Even, I, honestly, I, I don't think many people could pronounce your last name. Probably not. Anyway, Trigorado. that'll be the, a contest we'll do. Yeah, we will. All right. <laughs> of all of the releases Which in release? the catalogs, okay. I'll get to it. Sorry. Of all of the releases in the four catalogs, what solo album affected you most Ugh. on the first play? Oh, goodness. Which one on first play do you remember getting you more than any other one? Wow. You see, uh... Wow. That's see, a great uh, question, by the way. Thank you. I really, I have to say that's one of the most intelligent questions uh, that you've ever asked in Lightning Rounds, and I hate you because I can't answer it. Uh, no, I can't I answer can. it. I, I can. I can, but it's, so not, it's not what you think. It's, um... Infinitely, no. <laughs> you said four, catalog. <laughs> no, I, mine is Wings Over America. And the, the well, reason is, is because it was given to me as a gift by my father for a you know, doing a, a cleanup on my lawn. Instead of paying me, he went out and bought the record, which was actually pretty cool. Definitely. So, because of that, I became a Wings fan when it was Wings, and it led me to being a Beatles fan. So, to me, that one means the most. If you're asking of, like, knocked out lyrics or anything like that, that's, you know, another answer for me, and I'll let Mitch answer first. But to me, because it led me to... You know, where I'm sitting with you guys, doing shows and stuff, and doing my own radio show in the Beatles, it would have to be Wings Over America. And that was first playback, first time around yeah. you were hooked. It was like, all right, I'm a Wings fan, you know? Cool. Wings was a band. Right. <laughs> right. So, that, well, I would say that. Okay. Oh, this is a tough one, but I'm, I have to say I'm, I'm going to give you two. I'll do it quickly. It's okay. I'm stuck with two also. Okay, the first one is Double Fantasy. And I'm going to say that because 
I was a big John fan. I was not in love with rock and roll music. Um, or rock and roll, sorry. I was not in love. I, I didn't appreciate Walls and Bridges first time out. Okay? I was 12. It didn't knock me out until later. And now it's one of my favorites. When Double Fantasy came out, really, he had, just like we had talked about George Harrison being on a hiatus for five years in a previous episode, he was too. And I wanted John to come out with something good. I really enjoyed starting over, dancing to the single. So I waited for the album to come out. And when it first came out, regardless of the Yoko, because I'm sorry I, I skipped over all the Yoko stuff. I'm sorry, it just it, it didn't knock me out until later also. I appreciate a lot more being older. Double Fantasy affected me because I thought all of his stuff was so strong at that age, at 18 now, I, I was knocked out immediately. But I will say in 73 when I was 11, Ringo, the album Ringo knocked me on my butt because first of all, the singles that preceded the album just were incredible. Maybe it was just one that preceded the album. Fo um, no, was it Photograph or Yo 16? Photograph came first, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm not so sure about you that. You may be but right, I don't know. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I think it was Yo 16. But I got to tell you, that album, because it was Ringo and I didn't expect much, because Sentimental Journey, Bukus of Blues, those didn't knock me out. But when Ringo came out with Ringo, that knocked me on my pants. And I went, oh my God, this guy just made the album of the century compared to what the others had done. I mean, yes, I loved All Things Was Past, but the third album blew it for me a little bit with the jam. It wasn't as perfect an album as I wanted it to be. Right. Ringo, to me, was a perfect album for him. So that blew me away. So yeah. Double Fantasy and Ringo. Photograph came out first. Okay. You're 16 seconds. And oh then my, oh my, my. Yeah. So th those two. Is that okay? That's great, yeah. And you? For me, um, it's funny because Ringo, Ringo would have been my runner-up. The reason, only reason why I held off from saying Ringo, Ringo is because I got it a little bit down the road from when it was actually released. Okay. So I already was so familiar with the three singles, and I loved them so much that the album blew me away, mm -hmm. but it didn't have that punch-in-the-face impact oh. you know, because it was diluted a little bit because of how familiar I was with the three big singles. Yeah, I guess um, I heard it right away. So yeah, to me so it, was it was just like going to floor you. Head. So that was funny. That's like sort of my runner-up. Okay. But I'm stuck on two also. They were John Lennon Plastic Ono Band. Interesting. Uh, when did you get that? When I was in my teens, my late yeah, for, teens. Yeah. See, for me, um, I was I was eight when it came out. Yeah, so that wasn't you can't gonna primal scream when you're eight. No, you're no. just screaming and everything. No, yeah, you can't. When, you can't enjoy what, what it's all. About. No, when you, I had no idea. But Instant Karma, which was not on the album, was all over the radio. Sure. Go ahead. When you're 14. You know, that album hits you like a ton of bricks. I could see that. Um, Not when you're eight. No. And and that was a record that uh, every track, I was just entr entranced. I was blown away by the emotion of it and the rawness. And at that time, I was starting to get into punk or new wave and that whole thing. And it was all about raw, pure emotion. And that was just you know, mind-blowing. Turn it around, and the irony being around that same time in my life, the other album that affected me w upon first play was George Harrison. 
the self-titled George Harrison. And there it was, 14, and I bought that the day it came out. I did too, EJ Corvette. Yeah, and with me it was the little record store in local record store in Westbury and I and I got that home and uh, cover to cover it just there was something well, it's a very about an album. Yeah, and there was well, just that was my first about, George Harrison album. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know if I bought it exactly when it came out because I usually waited. But that was, you know, if, if that my first album had extra texture, maybe you know. That's the, wow. You, know, you imagine you may the difference. Like George Law. Maybe not. That's interesting. Or Dark Horse. Because I love yeah. George Harrison. It's my, one of my favorite episodes. It's just yeah. A, just a great feel. It's like you're floating. It is. It is. Yeah. It's just an amazing yeah, feel to that album. It's a great album. Yeah. yeah. So so. All right, so that's uh, that was a good question. Thank you. So that's our lightning round for today here on Fab for Free for All. The question being, what solo album affected us the most on still, our uh, first play? Are we still shocked and stunned, though? Uh, you know, hearing those reactions, I for one am perplexed <laughs> and confused. Thank you. Oh wow. <laughs> I'm still stunned. <laughs> Fab Four Free For All was edited and produced by Tony Chiguardo at Word of Mouth Studios in Westbury, New York. The opening and closing theme is My Dolly by the band The Badge, featuring longtime listener Jeff Slate, available on its debut album Digital Retro and recent Best Of compilation, as well as from the Fab Four Free For All website. Thanks for listening to Fab Four Free For All. Well, we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back right after this. Give me a minute to smear myself with the water. Hey, Don't spill it. Don't spill it. Don't spill it. I'm not. Don't spill it. <laughs> nice. I'm having a puffy. One, one, two, three, four. Can I have a little more? What the hell? Look, it's crooked. <laughs> You want one? Come get it. If you want it, here it is. It's going fast. Come and get it. Wait. Mm-hmm. Make your mind. I'll just double pop. If you want it, Wait. Till I come back. Mm. Go, let's start with side two. We're, we're doing three hours on now the last 20 minutes. Shut up! Walk away from a fool and his money. Don't do it, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hold Sick. your balls when you do. <laughs> you gotta hold Sonny. your ball, Sonny. If you want it, one, two, three, four, Bobby five. <laughs> Let's go for a drive. Okay. I hate driving rain. <laughs> I had to get that in. Hey, I played a song from the. Uh, I heard <laughs> "Tiny Bubble." I was like, "All the world's uh, a tiny bubble." Oh, <laughs> fuck you, Rob. You know, I was like, that, I was thinking of that, that that rhythm is from another song. It is. Everywhere there's tiny bubbles, <laughs> <living> <laughs> bubble tiny wives. <laughs> you can, you can pop them out <laughs> with their bubble wives. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know I got Winnie doing it now. Everyone's so. Thank you. Thank you. And you weren't even there. No, I know. We were there to yeah. hear it every Sunday. Thank you. You'd look up at the lights and go, thank you. Would the light f***ing clap? <laughs> so Okay. Funny. Go. Go. After he passed. You know. Of course, he had the Traveling Wilburys, two albums, and the live album Live in Japan. 
and he produced Ravi Shankar, and he did a song with Carl Perkins, Distance Makes No Difference with Love. What does that have to do with Cloud Nine? I'm just saying, you know, he didn't do much after Cloud Nine. It's I'm called just, padding the show I'm with just padding the George show. stuff. That's not padding. So um, You want to hear padding. You want to hear padding. Once upon a time, there was a tavern. <laughs> that's, that's now, that's padding. That's padding. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 <laughs> what are you, Sukiyaki, the, the singing nun? <laughs> Dominique. 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 Come on. That's that's a good that's stuff. Padding. Sorry. That's real padding. There's padding. <laughs> that's padding. Oh, we're talking Santa Claus. Okay, padding. let's get to side two of. We should. Tony's choking. <laughs> Heimlich. <laughs> I'm not licking him. Anyway, He's all hmm. red. I really don't want to lick you. <laughs> him. I'm. We try to make him laugh so he'll. Right? he'll... <laughs> Are you gonna die? I might. Okay, good. <laughs> get Clapton. <laughs> <laughs> get Clapton tonight. Get Good. Michaels on the phone. Can we, can we get? Can we get? Uh, can we get Eric to sit in? <laughs> Eric Michaels? <laughs> Are you right there? Because I, I, I'll get him to do the Heimlich. Uh, He's bigger than me. You'll kill me. Uh, Are you ready? What? You were in the middle of something. I was actually. Damn. Oh. oh. <clears throat> I'm gonna pass out at some point. Oh, cool. Can I see that? Yeah. You will. After one one show? Yeah, there'll be a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> a stroke of genius. A stroke of genius. Of All right, course. good. Now you can stop and finalize. That was great. Okay. Oh what time is God. it? It is 9.30. Holy 